Right, welcome to another episode of the Mental Health Podcast. I'm joined here by Hayley and Ruby, the podcast pub. And we're also joined by none other than Tom Horton, comedian. Hello. Welcome to the pod. Thank you, Hayley. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Ruby. Nice to be here. We've actually got you on the show today, haven't we? Yeah, all these different guests. I, I only came because Ruby's here. I don't blame you, to be fair. Like. So, how are you? I'm good. I'm... Uh, I'm I'm tired at the moment because I'm on tour. You just started, haven't you? Yeah, uh, I've just started. I've got two nights and then uh, traveling a lot. And uh, the rail replacement system in our country is pretty pretty awesome. Love the so public, been, public yeah. transport yeah. system. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, well, I was saying, I've, I've, been, I've now come to Billericay via a lovely replacement bus from Newbury, well, from Newbury Park, which was gorgeous. <laughs> Real lovely. You've seen all the sites of Essex, haven't you? Yeah, I have. It's been nice. But, no, but I'm feeling good. I'm very happy. It's nice. Thank you. You filled me up with biscuits and coffee, so I'm happy. <laughs> well, exactly. You're living so, the dream. straight to it. Tell us a little bit about why this this podcast sort of interests you, how it sort of um, sort of comes into your life and sort of what you would like to kind of share. Other than your, me hounding your... you to come on. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> your story and your connection with mental health. Mental... What does that mean to you? They're very open question I know. No, it is but no, I, get, I get it i think um i think i very recently started in the last sort of four years probably probably understanding that what mental health really means rather than it, this i always looked at it as sort of like this thing you caught mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? rather than just a consistent thing that yeah. everyone has yeah. and like the same as physical health yeah i think everyone used to think that it was yeah, like, yeah, oh, you've got a, mental health yes, that's it yeah oh yeah, no yeah. how do you cure that and get yeah, rid of that absolutely. rather than like no we've all got We've got mental, mental health, well, it's good yeah. and bad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, and looking at the spectrum and all that. That's it. Um, so I think I started, um, I started talking about it in my comedy, in my stand-up, which is, I think, where yeah. you found me. Mm. And just because of what I was going through, I think um, I had, I was in a comedy group for 10 years, and so uh, then left them and went solo and on my own. And then comedy is actually quite a lonely uh, profession. A lot of it is eight, it, it's not eighty percent travel. Then you get to the gig, and then you have this huge adrenaline rush. Eight percent sitting backstage, and then the two on the yeah. And then you do that, and yeah, everyone clapping, hopefully and laughing or not. And then you have to leave, and you're back on a train on your own or in a hotel on your own. And so I think a lot of pressure is it comedy. It's very high pressure, yeah. and then lots of downtime, and. Uh, and also self-evaluation because you're the product you're selling. So if you get that, it's and self-criticism as well. Self-criticism as well. And then also when you go online, when people comment online and stuff, so you're getting this constant feedback, this constant self-doubt, this constant comparing mm-hmm. to other people. And yeah, so so sorry it, to interrupt you because I listen to um, sorry to you know Rob and Ramesh and all of that, and yeah. and it's really interesting. Uh, Ramesh was saying the other day that. He's filled the O2 or whatever he's done, but it was one comment. So he stupidly looked at, I think, some comments in the, the half time. And obviously, everyone was enjoying the show. And he's just, there was this one comment. Pinpoint the bad one. One <laughs> comment out of thousands. And nobody sort of understood how that would affect him. But I can understand it's just that one critique that's just puts out your flame and that's all you're thinking about so yeah. I, I i couldn't do i could not it's, do it it's really mad yeah. and it's normally a comment from someone with an egg avatar <laughs> yeah or just a yeah. just a fast over a hidden yeah. profile yeah exactly or, or so it's no, no, yeah it's no like someone who's actually got their face there <laughs> and yeah i mean i did um 
I did a Netflix reality TV show last year called mm. The Circle, mm. uh, and it was an international. I'm aware of that. Yeah, yeah. Do you want, yes, yeah. it's very good. And it's basically a popularity contest, isn't it? In all essence. Yeah, essentially, it's a popularity yeah. contest. Yeah. So there was, one, there was one guy a few years. I think it was the first one where he pretended to be his girlfriend the whole time. That's exactly yeah right, and that's it. And um, I that I remember. Because it, it's a show where you're suspicious of people because people can catfish and mm -hmm. you're meant to deceive people. Mm -hmm. And um, there was another guy on the show who's a, a gay black guy called Chaz and his profile was like too perfect. Yeah, yeah. And so my first episode was like, that's a bit suspicious. <laughs> then suddenly on Twitter, every person... Oh, white guy calls black guy suspicious. What a racist! You're a racist. What yeah. a racist! Because yeah. obviously that's yeah. the whole point of the show. Yeah. But as soon as you have that, someone just call you a racist yeah. online. Yeah. yeah, you go. Yeah, that's it. It's, People it's, just go with it, don't they? Yeah, because it's yeah. also it's like something about social media it being written. It's been like chiselled there. And unfortunately, a lot of people believe social media. Like that's the thing. Like I sadly, yeah, and and people. There are a lot of people out there who want you to be that. Yes. They're looking for it. Of course they so are. So it's, it's, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. there must, obviously, and that's the thing, the more you're in the limelight, because obviously you're good at what you do. I think you're hilarious. And so, Thanks, um, you're only going to get bigger and better. And they'd be more open, open to, to more crit critical. How yeah. is that part of your, I know obviously you've, you are seeing a therapist and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, is that something that you've kind of preempted? Thinking not with a, with, a therapist. Yeah, no, no, kind of preempting what could come. <laughs> not going, oh, I'm going to be brilliant, but there's a potential I could be bigger, more high profile, and out there, and I'm going to be susceptible to more criticism. Yeah, and kind of hitting your own kind of mental health and going right. Mm -hmm. I can kind of definitely. deal with it on a day-to-day -day basis. In like a preventive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Rather than dealing with it. Like a vaccine. Yeah. yeah. Like a mental health vaccine. I think a lot of that is, yeah, definitely. I've got a lot of um, friends of mine in the comedy industry who are further ahead in their careers. Mm. Like I talked about Milton Jones, if you know, from the week yeah. back ago. Yes, yeah. Uh, and then we've like Daniel Sloss as well, who were uh, maybe on Netflix. Very yeah. Cool. Who yeah. have then, they sort of give you the... Daddy, Daddy gave me a bunch of advice about when I did the reality TV show. And he was like, and this is advice that David Schwimmer gave me. Oh, wow. So it was a real like trickle yeah, down yeah, preparation. Six advice. degrees of separation. Yeah. Obviously, I'm nowhere near that their level yet, but you do then, you know, talk, don't, don't read every comment, don't do this and don't do that. I also think when you're becoming a comic, it's a very personal journey because you are putting yourself on it. Mm. Especially my style's very like, mm. it's me. It's you, yeah. In the first couple of shows you do, you tend to like, you're trying to sort of self-analyze and go, this is me and this yeah. is what but I want. you as well. You're trying to find yourself. You are. Sounds very, this is very like hippy dippy, but you're trying to find your style. You're who are you on stage? Definitely. What are you trying to show? Which parts of you? So that must've been. That is yeah, tough. And then also as you get, and then as you, your comedy goes forward, you then also then have to like start commenting outwardly on what you think about the outside world. <laughs> and that's when people can disagree with you. Of course. Because with you, you sort of go, I feel this, and yeah. they go, oh, do you? Whereas if you go, I think this about this, people go, well, I don't think that. And, so, and you're wrong. And you're wrong, and yeah. And in essence, comedy has to be controversial, otherwise it's not co not controversial. Well, it is but controversial, you, 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 by, yeah. But you have to, in a way, because otherwise nobody wants to watch someone who's on the fence, it'll be boring. People want to know your opinion, that they'll, you'll have people they that do. agree with you, and actually people who even don't agree with you will watch you still. 
So I think I think comedy's adapted, isn't it? We we we've we've seen the likes of up until recently, like the likes of Lee Evans and people like that that wouldn't talk about more like at the outside world. It would just be about like anecdotal. Yeah, yeah. Like life about his wife right. and his kid. Did a fast uh, forward to Ricky Gervais. Yeah, and then it's completely just as it's like yeah. I mean, so so I did a stand-up comedy master's degree <laughs> and got a two-two because <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> did not do any of the work. But um, there was. Can I, just, where did you study that? Where did you do Kent, Kent University? Okay, so. I want to know back- what the uh, no, dissertation was. For a little, a little bit of background. To, <laughs> you, he, he also comes from a boarding school background. So well, we're going to get yeah. I don't, know that. I don't know if that's obvious. Yeah, <laughs> not stereotypical. I'm not going to stereotype no, at all. But we'll, we'll come back <laughs> but, to that. Okay. But obviously, you then took a path into comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'd love to hear how your family <laughs> responded to all of that. I'd just, I would love to know because again, so how much did you disappoint your family <laughs> going to boarding <laughs> school to be a comic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, which, 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 which one do I want? Should we go with that one? Uh, How much did you disappoint your family? And then we can. <laughs> it's a. Uh, yeah. So I'll just give you a bit of background of my parents. Yeah, let's. So my father is the ex head of the entire British Armed Forces. So quite a big deal. He's a baron. <laughs> yeah. He's the ex constable of the Tower of London. He's quite pally with the king as well. Knight, he's been knighted twice. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a. How cool. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I'm a clown. So, You're the jester. Yeah. You're the jester in the palace. In more than one way, big shoes to fill. Yeah. Yes. Bob on. Yes. Thank you. Um, but I think... So growing up... Growing up... How was that? Yeah. So the thing about the uh, the the military... I, I moved houses t- about 20 different times before I was like... I'm ex-military as well. I'm ex-air force. So, yeah. well, right, so you get it. Um, I, and so they sent me to boarding school. You, you get this sort of consistency of education grants to go to school I and um at six years old mm. so th- this is all this is all leading up to where the comedy came from one thing was i think the separation from my family at six years old was quite a sort of tough yeah and i didn't realize when i went to boarding school that i was a boarder i thought i was a day child so so on my because f- I, I didn't get it so what so, yeah. so, no, so on my on my first day at boarding school when the day ended, I went with all the day kids to the front gates oh, wow. and waited there. And the teacher oh. draw, and they all just got taken away by their parents. And I was just left. There that must wow, have, that must have really stuck with you. It really did. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, was it raining at the time? And like, it was like raining in my heart. Like... <laughs> it was. Yeah, my my heart went black immediately. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that, that was a horrible thing. But then also, um, then moving houses very much meant. You had to sort of make friends, then drop them, and then make yeah, them drop them. Yeah. So my whole thing and how I got into it is validation. Oh, and it's, you had to be the funny one. And, the fu- and, and funny is the quickest way to get validation. 100%. You make someone laugh, you've made, you've made yeah, the connection. Yeah. So my entire thing was, I, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So if I'm making people laugh, that's yeah. a survival it's tactic. In, it's it? my quick in. Yeah. And then, so my first actual comedy was an improv group, really? which is taking suggestions it's from the audience. Like <laughs> yeah, but that to me was like, tell me what to do and I'll be funny. Do what make you laugh and I will yeah, do that? I'll do anything, please. Yes. Just give me to run at something. Just like me. <laughs> and then eventually yeah. went to, no, I'm now going to start writing stuff about myself, mm-hmm. which is more personal. But that took a long, long time. Mm. But that, yeah, so comedy essentially was a survival technique and a source of Completely instant validation that yeah. came from all that. Yeah, that's really interesting. I I, to be fair, like I've I've done the same. Like Haley Latest, I'm 
you, the clown. You, you, I, your defence mechanism is humour. Take them, and usually you take the mick out of myself. Yeah. Mainly because... Yeah. That, but men are like that. We uh, all, we're, and especially that, men, obviously yeah, women are yeah. as well, but yeah. men are really like... It's yes. that mask we put on. It's the mask, yeah. And the thing is, when I grew up, like, I was fat, I was ginger, and I had glasses. Like, I'm not going, what yeah. is me, but that's not a Nature, great look. Na Nature dealt you a cruel hand, my friend. <laughs> yeah, like, I fell out so the you, unlucky tree you, and hit every branch on the way down. Yes. No, man, you're, you got yeah, there first. Not so, you know yeah, what, I so. didn't for a long time. I got bullied and I hated it. And then, it sounds really bad, Eminem's um, film, 8 Mile, you know, right at the end, when he takes the mick out of himself, and then yes. he's... It's like opposition has yes. got nothing on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I used to do that. I used to take the mick out of myself and people go, oh, well, we'll, yeah, do, yeah, we'll yeah. just have to get on now and have a that's, beer instead. That's a, that's a, I did the similar thing. I had severe acne, braces, really uh, nerdy kids. Oh, so. what a double out we would have been. Yeah, we'd be great, yeah. <laughs> Look at the glow up. <laughs> sure, exactly. We're thriving now. Yeah. <laughs> what? But yeah, it's that Tyrion Lannister quote from um, mm. Game of Thrones, which is, uh, never forget who you are because the world will, will not instead mm. wear it like armour mm. and it can never use against you. Yeah. Which is exactly what you're saying. It's great. Yeah. It's a great one. Mm, yeah. yeah. And, I, yeah. And, I th and I think that's where kind of us as men kind of have to, we feel like we have to survive. We have to put those masks on and just uh, just this is why you have me on this pod podcast um just to throw it out there why in a man's <laughs> world you can imagine that the armor has to be very much there when we're trying to go for jobs because we have to compete with men who are my uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, we all have it we all have it but are you feeling I, uh, left out is that what it is i was fat too <laughs> <laughs> um, you. we've all glowed up haven't we we've all done very yes. well yeah yeah no, but i think probably done better than actually us, but... do you know do you know what's really interesting i would love to I would love to get a lot of people who maybe were unfortunate looking, you know, fat, had whatever, who have had complex growing up. Yeah. And then if they've overcome that, yeah. I bet they're the very duckling. resilient. The, the Ugly Duckling podcast would uh, be great. That's now a bunch right. of swans. Shout out. So if, if yes. you are an ugly duckling, yes. send your photos. <laughs> <in. laughs> it's interesting you say that because I think you're right. Like, you shouldn't take away from and I went to an all boys boarding school. And the toxicity of it was very, men are quite blunt with it. Yeah. But my sister went to an all girls boarding school. Ooh. And women, Ooh. they, they are, are very, but what they are, like men will like thump each other and be very blunt. Yes. Women will subtly take down and give each other eating disorders, <laughs> yes. depression, and like yes. properly, like women are. And, and secondhand really as well. Yes. They'll like how do it through someone else right. as yes. well. It'll be like yeah. hide people's bags. So yeah. I'll go, think you're a dick. Like, yeah, you know, or yeah. like physically, but yeah. and women, yes. the women will reputation destroy very yes. subtly and over a long period of yes. time. So, calculate right. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, it's all top. Yeah, yeah. It's all top. It's what, yeah. That's why I'm scared. No, it's just just easier to do as I'm told. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's easier that way. So yeah. anyway, that was really tricky for you. So you were six years in. Sorry, from six years of age all the way up until when do you leave boarding school? 18? Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen. So and during it was all that boys. period. Yeah. Did you, how were you academically? How was like your family? Uh, I'm, I'm severely dyslexic. So right. uh, academically. Oh. Ah, this is really strange. I was talking to someone the other day. A lot of comedians are dyslexic. I, yeah. I think that must be a coping mechanism. Maybe, like I'm, I can't spell very well. And uh, I'm really, I'm okay. I'm, I'm fine as well, like, as far as talking and stuff. Although, yeah, just academically, I wasn't very good. I was very creative. So uh, music, art. Yeah. Uh, drama, all that sort of stuff. But the school I went to was a 
a rugby school. Oh wow, really nice male energy. All the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're not about rugby, a bit lovely. Sort of what are you yeah. doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I I'm, I'm fine. Well, I'm well, fine well, at so I was okay. Athletics. I was, okay. Athletics. Okay. I, w- I was okay. But so what happened? I think when I was 14, I think uh, basically a situation happened where with a girl from the neighbouring girls' school who then cheated on me with what, another guy, and then I, I basically got castigated from the entire group. And so I actually, I can't remember about a year and a half, like 15 years old, I can't remember that oh, period wow. of my life because I was just stuck in boarding school. It's a defense yeah. mechanism. Yeah. Just and, the, the thing, and the thing about being bored, uh, it was in the 90s as well, so it's not the time of like FaceTime and phones and no, stuff. No, no. <laughs> so you are stuck. Isolated. But, I think, stuck. Yeah. but yeah. I think in a kind of way, you were probably saved from even more kind of mental torture because you don't see it on Facebook. Like you see people nowadays, they split up with a partner and then we've all done it to an extent, seen what your ex is doing, what who they're Everyone's with. Everyone's accessible. Yeah, yeah, and you can see. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... Back in the day, you split up with a girl, unless you lived but in then, the same village as her. But you then, you know, you know I love to be a devil's advocate, but then you must have felt like so isolated because obviously you, you don't even anything. have except, outside support. Except for MSN. Or, or even anyone to relate to who, you know, like now you can see everyone's yeah. drama and everyone, but you obviously just had to deal, deal with it on your own. Yeah, there's, that, no, that. yeah there's no one really to talk to. And yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, maybe the Nokia 3210 had just come in. But yep. when I was young, we used, yeah, we used to have to, we used to, have to, to get to, to phone home, you had to, we got given a checkbook. Oh, wow. And you'd write out a check for 20 pence, yeah. take it to the teacher, they'd give you 20 pence in return, then you'd use a landline <laughs> phone to ring your parents and then they'd ring you back. Oh, that's yeah. how, yeah. so it was a whole process. And if you, if, you, if you tried to ring them too often, the teacher would say no, right. because too much contact. They were trying yeah. to build you up yeah. to be that strong, obviously with, boarding school there is it's a more upper class should we say kind of clientele that send their children there and how was it with your kind of mental health now after and you've said that you're going to therapy is it a very much not spoken about mental health or is it very at boarding school at boarding school but also now with obviously your your dad being a baron and all this sort of stuff and very Upper class, you don't hear many kind of upper class people talking about their mental health, other than some of the royals. But yeah, the, yeah Harry's uh, Harry, William, and Kate have been very vocal about it. That's but very modern, isn't it? <laughs> it's very modern. It's also very, very <laughs> unique to them. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a little bit of a, a thing about um, when you are from a privileged background that you feel like not worthy of it. Like you don't deserve to have mental health issues. Like, well, but yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. not how mental health works. It's all stereotype. Oh, what have you got to worry about? Exactly. You know, yeah. oh, you've got this and this. And this. I mean, I mean, the the truth is a lot of the time, the, the kids being sent away to boarding schools are from, you know, parents who are probably not the best. You know, they're, only had they're, mo- they're, they're mother, they mothers and fathers rather than mums and dads. Yes. Do you know what I mean by yes. that? There's no, yeah. you just like, have kids because that's what you do. Yeah, like and they and they send them away. You know, send them away, and you you educate them yes. until they've so been it's made. Almost like them. child rearing, isn't it? It's yeah, just like that. Yeah, and you look after my children. So, I don't want to. So there's this book uh, called The Making of Them, uh, which is about this boarding school syndrome, and. Um, uh, so I think it's called Nigel Duffel, who's the, who's the author. So the 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 catch twenty two that happens in a kid's brain is if you get sent away to boarding school at six years old, 
uh, even if you like your parents, you're like, so you obviously feel very alone and like, what's this? Where my family? So the thing is like, you know, I love my mom and dad. They're the best thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And they've told me it's a massive privilege to go to this school, mm -hmm. but I'm unhappy at this school. But my parents are never wrong. Yeah. So the school can't be wrong. You're wrong. So I must be yeah. wrong. Yeah. And that's the, yeah. the cycle that it goes into. Yeah. And then you are also, I mean, I remember the first, my first night in boarding school, you're in a dormitory with a bunch of strange kids. Mm. They're all crying. You've all got waterproof sheets because you're all wet in the bed and all this stuff. Because yeah. you're only six. You're six. And you have literally never been apart from your parents ever. And then suddenly you're up and you're wearing a tie. You're polishing your shoes. And it's, um, you're in. You grow up overnight almost. Yeah. And you, then you're going to prayers yeah. in a church. And, yeah. And, and um, yeah. And, and you learn very quickly, I think, that um, if you cry or complain, you remind the other kids who are going through it that they're upset as well. So you get shut up mm -hmm. by the other kids. Mm -hmm. So it's a very stoic, don't show emotion, get on with it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I've, I've done shows about this and I've had like uh, women mainly come up after and or message me after saying, my husband went to boarding school and after your show, it's the first time I've heard him actually open up about his oh, time wow. about it. Mm. Yeah. And, People, yeah, I think I think especially I think boarding schools are a lot better at it now. But growing up in the sort of 60s, 70s, mm, it was, mm. they weren't they weren't it's they were pretty weren't good back. Any weakness or any, and they were pretty cold, cold places. It mm. was like there weren't that much step up from a prison or a, or a, a ball stall. <laughs> yeah, and it's like like, I, I like <laughs> as a as a a kid at an old school, you get to go home and you get to feel that mm. sort of warmth. Whereas at a boarding school, you do just get a matron who quite often isn't the nicest. I, mean, I had some lovely ones, but mm. I had some really like quite damaged ones as yeah. well who were quite cold. And so like, I'm also, there's obviously massive advantages of going to primary school. The accessibility gets, the the the, the variety of different mm. um, yeah. sports and all that yeah. sort of opportunity. And there are some people who go there and absolutely love it. Yeah. I just, my experience was that I, I, yeah. I had a very, very... But you could argue time. that with any situation. You, know, you could argue that somebody who obviously didn't go to boarding school would have a lot of opportunities to do more family things. So you, you have to, although I'm sure you mm -hmm. find yourself having to defend your background quite a lot, but there's opportunities and experiences you also would not have had. Of course. So, I didn't see my mum and so, dad. But, but, yeah, that's pretty, very bad. People <laughs> see you and see money. And then exactly. people, obviously, that's obviously what nope. causes... And the other thing as well is because it was an all boys boarding school. <laughs> Yeah. We didn't get to hang around girls. So what, yeah. would, so what would happen is, is that every one or two weeks after a rugby match, we we, girls, well, female, <laughs> yeah, we, we get put into a into a a, 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 a bus, a coach, mm. driven to the neighbouring girls' school and shoved in a sports <laughs> hall with S Club set, Seven playing. For <laughs> girls one hour, it's always the other. Yeah, oh, no. of course. And then so, but basically, what that is is saying, as a reward will stick you with some girls. So therefore you, right. you only learn to look at girls like sort of a trophy yeah. rather than an actual person. Yeah. You wow. never get to be friends with them. So there's no wonder why then after boarding school, so many of the people that went to my school were terrible with women and treated women badly because they were, never had they were kind of a prize. Yeah, and we never had an experience of of um of interacting with them no. on a just a friendship level. Yeah. Yeah. When so in my second last year when I was seventeen, they let twenty-two girls join my school for the first time 
in the history of the school. Right. Is that has that how it's gone now? Is it mixed? Is that it's now fully mixed? But yeah, this is a while ago. Yeah. Quite old. Back in my day. That must have been a massive. It was insane. Massive shoot. It was insane. We all went. Weirdly, we were so freaked out by it. Um, firstly, the school implemented a five-inch rule. So you weren't allowed within five oh, inches of the girls. I'd so you be couldn't... good at that, wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, when we first met. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah, you didn't want to stand anywhere near it. It was more than eight feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was. I'm just aware of people's space. No, we, we really built up on our relationship. I feel like we'll be Give it a couple of hours, you'll be sitting in his lap. Right, it a bit like COVID. Five is, no, can't come close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was because they were just, in retrospect, it was because the school were petrified and then you getting pregnant. Course, yeah. Um, yeah, and also the boys. We were so scared of the girl and so intimidated by the shift of... Because the hierarchy's changed as well. And it's not like, like you were about seven or eight. You, you were 17, 18. So like, seven, hormones are flaring. Yeah. And that you're grown-ups near enough. Yeah, so yeah. you're not you're not meeting... Yeah. You're not kids yeah. meeting kids. Yeah, and it was a very big rugby school. So with just boys, it was rugby was the only thing that mattered. Whereas suddenly when girls are in... Drama and art and stuff. Oh, the hierarchy. I'm gonna go and do cookery classes because then I can. I've got friends and yes. I've got actors and that sort of stuff. So, a lot of the guys, we we turned sort of the way we were so uncomfortable with girls. We there was a real metrosexual trend that happened. We started wearing pink t-shirts and dye our hair blonde and sort of like yeah. wrestling more. It is sort of like we're uncomfortable with the girls, so we'll try and be sexual. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was insane there wasn't it in a in a way yeah you know? it, yeah in a was it like, like a kind of transition i'm gonna i'm gonna go to like being like that then i might meet a girl and then yeah. i might yeah, i think it was just how interesting just us going completely insane yeah <laughs> just like we just had this like ogre life yeah. and then these unicorns just yeah. arrived. <laughs> like what the hell's going on this is brilliant <laughs> brilliant but terrifying is that how you sort of fell in love with comedy as such? Like you did that more and more? I mean, Not that with the did you use that? Did you use that with your, oh, well, there's girls, I'll make them laugh? Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, I was performing Cats the Musical in a leotard on the stairs from five years Fantastic. old. Fantastic. In front of my parents, my dad. Yeah. And his army officer mates going... <laughs> Maybe, how, maybe how, not how, for the front line, this one. How, how was that experience? So, obviously... What, the leotard of them? Liberating. <laughs> and have you still got the leotard? <laughs> we are not the same side now, but I've shifted a few yeah. sizes. But, yeah, um, from a, from a, did you feel ever feel that, like, that pressure of not doing that? Did, did that allow you to be you? If I'm being honest, credit to my parents. And my dad would always say, like, one of the biggest... Um, um, luxuries of being successful is allowing your kids the the, the chance to choose what they want Amazing. to do. Yeah. Uh, that was really good of him. Yeah. I think when I said I want to be a stand-up comedian, he did sort of go, what? Because I, the uh, the army is such Are a... you sure you don't want to be a lawyer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah or just do an English degree or something. Or like, no, <laughs> just um, normal. But So I remember, and, and him and me sort of fell out a bit in my <laughs> late teens because I, I rebelled quite a lot against... When he was getting to the very high ranks of army officer... I, I was rebelling and started drinking and being like... Oh, so causing him issues right at the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I think also parents more than anything just want their kids to be safe mm. and secure. Mm -hmm. And the whole system of I'm going to tell jokes for a little bit yeah. just does not compute in no. an army officer brain. No. But then I remember like in my sort of early to mid-20s, 
the, I remember the gig that my parents came to and it was with my old group and we were headlining a gig and we smashed the gig. And my dad after just took me to one side and went, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Now. Oh, and that night, actually, yeah. him and me and the group stayed up. And it was like, it was, it was amazing. It was like a moment where. It's that light bulb moment. Isn't my it? dad had this like childhood, childish, like, oh, and you could do this. And they could yeah. do this. Like yeah. And he was excited. And I was like, bored. Yeah. And, and, then, and now he's just like supportive. I, th I think they need, like, all parents, like, I'm a parent. I've got three daughters. Like, they, I'll probably be like it, like, oh, I want to do this. Mm, are we sure about this? Yeah, but I, I think you finally see, they go, yeah, okay, you found your calling. It's undeniable. Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. and I think, like, like you say, parents only want the best for you, and they want you to be sad. They want you to be financially stable more than anything. Yeah. And to be happy, it's, it's really That's interesting right. to hear that, obviously, from, like, a military background... The happiness was actually important. Did he just, or did that's he... not common? It's sort. No, I'm not, not saying. No, 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 no. Did no, he no, just resign right, himself no, to the fact that you're not going to be on the front line? And he never wanted me to join the military. Oh, was he one of? Is... He he got to the the literal top of it. Mm. So that would have been a life living in his shadow. And you would. And I also was not apt to die. I did CCF like cadets mm. at school. I we went out of camp. I was the only kid who lost their rifle. <laughs> like, and it was like, oh, no. clearly this yeah. guy is not no, meant to be. That must have been a joke. But it's nice to see that. Oh, yeah, it's nice to see though. Like you get, there's that very broad split between the military dads that go, well, I'm in the military. My granddad was in the military. My dad, very so cool. my boy's going to be in the military. Yeah. And then which, you get, which, which is the same as boarding school. Yeah. Well. I did boarding school, so my son does boarding yeah. school. Asked yeah, yeah, our family go to this yeah, school. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. our school. Rather than yeah. what are you good at? What yeah. is your passion? Yeah. 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 So it is not. And I think, like you say, your dad was, wasn't was just a, an officer. He was... he was A gentleman as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> an officer and a gentleman. Wow. Um, <laughs> no, he was. He was. Um, he was like, well top of the top wasn't he so it's kind of like you say live it you don't want to live in the shadow because no. the chances of you getting as high as him but... so you just went the total extreme the <laughs> I just won't do it well dad <laughs> well daddy I'm going to Hollywood yeah no so fast forward you decided that's that's what you want to pursue and obviously yeah. everyone was on board so going back to sort of again you're sort of You've you've got you're going you've been to therapy you're still going to therapy I you're going I'm, to I'm currently in doing therapy okay. again and more of like a preventative but, thing um, I basically I had uh, a rough year last year and so went back into it I think I did therapy during lockdown and during lockdown I went for a breakup just before lockdown so it was like yeah I was so I had a breakup lockdown happened and my agent dropped me. Oh, no. So I had. Oh, like, you had the trifecta yeah. of kicks yeah, in the nuts. Yeah, you know how, you? like, you've all got these pillars of your life, and sometimes more than a, like three or four yeah. tumble down at the same time. You go, okay, I'm in a, I'm a little bit lost. Yeah. Um, I, I think I did therapy for a decent amount of time. So I think it's like the gym. I think you, you, you've got to do three months at least before you actually see gains. Yeah. Um, but I also do think you can be over reliant on therapy. And you can, it's like a wound that you keep scratching, you never let it heal. So mm. I think there is, I, I personally think it's mm. important to then step away from it. Mm. And so that's what I did. It becomes and a bit of a comfort blanket, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, like, oh, it doesn't really matter what shit hits me because next week I'm going to see so-and-so to, to yeah, speak about I, it. But I, I just know people who are like, they, they see three different therapists so three times a week. And it, and it becomes, though, I guess, I guess yeah, it is. Yeah. But for me, I felt, I feel good now 
I am happy to take some time off. You don't feel you gain. I don't think I'm near. The, yeah, we're not yeah. training any new ground. Yeah. Yeah. Love. And I just yeah. said, what do you think? And my therapist yeah. said, yeah, no, I think you're right. Okay. We reviewed the, yeah. the work that we'd done and it was lovely. And then, so at the beginning of last year, essentially, I moved out of the Tower of London. I was living here with my dad. I lived, moved into living on my own for the first time, had another breakup. And then went on tour without a support actor on my own. So I was suddenly like, Ooh, from yeah. everything to nothing. Break yeah. up, then yeah. living on my own and touring on my own. And I had this so just, low. I yeah. just had this extreme <laughs> sense of loneliness that I'd never felt before. Whilst also the Netflix reality show had happened. So online was getting the most amount of attention. Isn't but in reality, the connect, yeah, there's no human. Felt good. Yeah, yeah. human exactly. Yeah. Not, it was another repeat of six year old Tom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. God, we're therapy now. <laughs> it is though, and, yeah. and that's a really hard thing. So it's a very hard thing. You have you have all these um, these messages and these DMs and stuff, and people say, "Oh, you know, you're so inspirational. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're so, it's so nice to see. You're so fun. You make me laugh. Yeah. Oh, you just seem like the nicest guy, and you're sat there just going." Yeah. I mean, I remember. Really? Like, yeah. I'm currently sitting on my own. Yeah, I'm sitting yeah. currently crying into my I remember for one like microwave. Yeah, yeah it was that. And I, I, I mean, I remember like the first time of walking into my house and just going, and an excerpt of like, I don't know, like, what do I do? What do I do? Who do I like? There's no. Like, also, I can imagine because you're touring, obviously, being a comic, you get the high, high adrenaline, being on stage, getting the, the all of that. Everyone you know, loves you. Love. Yeah, and yeah. then suddenly it is quite anticlimactic. You're quite drained, and then you feel lonely. It's huge, yeah. I can imagine, even even with the compliments online, etc. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a extreme level of all eyes on me. And if it's gone well, huge adrenaline, or it's gone yeah. bad, huge adrenaline. Yeah. And especially if you're then driving then just down the A1 into <laughs> darkness. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I started, I was listening to the um uh what was it? It was like a uh, it, was, it was like a murder podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like I was like, after this gig, just walk, just going down the A1 for three hours, just going, listening to people this person, yeah. going, yeah. I don't think this is very good for me, actually. <laughs> I think this might be quite damaging. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I think, uh, and so I was like, uh, get back into therapy. It gives you a good checkpoint. It, it's it's good to be able to voice your concerns, mm -hmm. and it's different to talking to a friend or a family member because it's objective, yeah. and they are a professional who can then sort of guide you and see the patterns and the triggers and the right ones make you, you know, they make you help you figure Absolutely. it out. Yeah. So it's it's. Are they alter it's, your perception? I think that's really yeah. a, mm. a key yeah. thing to think because yeah. it doesn't mean you're wrong. It just allows you no, to yeah. like unpick it and see how you that's could it. also see. The and, like, and like you say, like when you speak to your family, obviously they have your best interest. Obviously the therapist has your best interest at heart because you're paying them. <laughs> um, they do, but they also... Like my therapist sort of, I remember that happened to like, when I, I like got out and, and got drunk and, or done whatever yeah. again. And then she's been like, look, I don't need this. Like if you're not going to do the work with no. me, go away. then go away. I, the, yeah. Whereas your parents won't do that. They'll be like, oh, yeah. what do I have to do yeah. to fix it? So, yeah. so the, the, it is different. They, um, because it's a bit like 
being a coach is a bit like somebody who does the same mistake again and again. So I can only I can only help you so much, but you need to make those choices and decisions. So you're just self sabotaging. Yeah, not you. Your therapist is going to say, "Well, I've given you tools. It's your choice if you want to use." It's one of the hardest yeah. things of realization. It's, it's like you do you do have to yeah. do it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's that taking responsibility for your actions. Yeah, and gosh. If only my therapist could hear me now. I'm like, oh, like she oh, will be a guest on the podcast at some point. Oh, wow. That'll be, that'll be a hell of an episode. Oh, you wait till I get her on. Yeah, no, I'm just going to be sat there like a small boy going, that's so <laughs> But she did for a long time. I went through my own, like, drug addiction, mental health battle. And for a long time, I didn't want to didn't want to do it. I literally didn't no. know what, to the To the point, it's seven years today that I went into the Priory. Wow. And... Yeah, I'm... You have to be ready yourself. <laughs> you do. I mean, respect, I was a massive respect for you. Well, that. I got chucked out for doing drugs. Less respect for you. Yeah. Than <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I got chucked out doing drugs, 100 grand of my parents' money down the... Down oh, my God. And so, I'm, yeah. They still love you. And they still love me. And... Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. but that's the thing. That's when you know they love you, right? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. These guys definitely love yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, my therapist was like, "I don't care if you come or not." Um, and but, exactly. but as soon as you take responsibility, it's not like going, "I oh, right, I'm going to do this." It's even, "Yeah, fucked up. Mm. I messed up. Mm. How can we progress?" And not making that, not consciously, the definition making... of insanity is trying to do the same thing again. Yeah, yeah. And, not and that's the thing. It's, it's not that because <laughs> people say, "Well, if you if you really were sorry, you would make make mistake again." Little to bit. an extent, yeah. it's, it's not making the mistake consciously and then unconsciously. Like <laughs> if you know, I don't know, you're going out and cheating on your wife, and she caught, catches you, and then you go out again and do it. That's that's a conscious choice choice to go and do it. But if you're, I don't know. You have a breakdown and you lo- lose your temper and you throw stuff. Emo- it's emotional. An emotion, yeah, an emotional thing. Sometimes you can't. Mm-hmm. But he's going right. Okay, this is control. happening. Yeah. How do I? Yeah. <clears throat> and I think for yourself, when you then saw like last year when you had your, mm-hmm. should we say, blip? And yeah. It's kind of you've come, you crashed down a little bit. Not as you said before, not to the bomb and the darkest well, depths, but yeah. I- yeah, and so I went, let's get back in the therapy, let's get right, let's go back it. before, yeah. I think, I don't know if we actually, have we actually, I think that is the, the real point, talking about yourself mm. and, you know, a hundred grand in debt going to the price, like a very, that, that, that to me is like, that, that is extreme. extreme. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't ever got to what would be comparable to that level of extremity. To advocate, isn't it? But yeah. this is, I think, what I yeah. try and talk about is a good message. It, sh- yeah. it shouldn't have... To be to get to that, the f- uh, yeah. Uh, my wife's yeah. left me. Yes. My kids won't see me. I'm 100 grand in debt. Yeah. I'm suicidal. I've now yeah. an illness. Yes. Like, yeah. It shouldn't take that for you to then take action. It's actually, I think, the thing that affects so many people <laughs> is that that thing of like, I'm not treating myself kindly. I'm not. I'm it's not just a nickel sometimes. It, it, yeah. Like maybe I do drink five times a week, and that's too much. Yeah. Or maybe cocaine every other week isn't that good or yeah. maybe i don't spend enough time with my wife or my children <laughs> so or it's just and we all have that you, everyone has that small thing yeah. or it's just that feeling in the back of your head like i 
I just feel a bit low, or I don't feel like yeah. I, wanna, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to do my hobby that I love it, doing. Or... Exactly. So unlike boarding school, when you were taught to shut it down, yeah. which you could have just stuffed down forever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there were people who and, bl- and blamed it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you're aware of how you're feeling. I think that is exactly what we said this before the podcast. You're trying to raise awareness and advocate that before you go to those extreme lows just go and talk about it exactly get yourself back on track Um, address anything you know that's it because if you don't do that you You will could or will yeah so and and, um i i think just do not do not um underestimate your own feeling just go oh well someone's got it worse or someone's got this that does not no, devalue that, uh, that, that yeah. thing. It doesn't negate yeah. your feelings. Exactly. Just, yeah. Like at the end of that, yeah, okay. There's there's stuff happening in the world that is catastrophically awful, and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. But that doesn't mean that You're you sitting there struggling, crying, saying I can't cope anymore is any less important. Exactly. Like everyone's got their own struggles, and as long as you can, I think it's just addressing it, isn't it? Like it's mm-hmm. as long as you can just at least speak to someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, vocalizing it really helps. I've actually found journaling at the moment is really. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. did a uh, thousand words a morning. It's again. I think it's just it's getting it out, isn't it? And um, however that might yeah, be. Yeah, and I, I I did this. I started doing this thing like just yeah, doing a thousand words. You can do however you want, but uh, what people write, I type it, mm. and then just after the month you've written uh, was a day like going and re- re- reading over it and then going oh I see oh, the patterns there I did that's nice interesting it's just yeah. ding yeah. it's yeah. insane yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've written this in my end yeah. <laughs> 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 what am I doing no but it is yeah. you see the vocal patterns yeah. uh, and, and the and the, the why am I always doing things? this after I'm hungover and I've drunk the night before and it really must be interesting because if you do have those like I say when you're journaling, you have the the bad days. I wonder if it's you notice a pattern. Is it that you were just talking badly about yourself? Or like what what did you find your trends were? It's really interesting. Like um, sometimes I talk to myself. Mm. Sometimes I talk at myself. Mm. So, like the, I I mean, there's more than one voice in here, isn't it? Or just yeah. everyone. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I've I've actually fa- I heard that not everyone has an internal monologue. Yeah. No, all can see in pictures. Do you know yes. that as well? Yes. Do you guys see in pictures? Yes. Yeah, I do as well. Yes. And it's a neuro, it's a neurodivergent thing, I think, yeah. where you can, like, I, I spoke to people that they were like, no, I don't have voices in my head. I, I, I'm not saying people are talking to me, no, but I sit there and I go, voice. Yeah. oh, well, in my head, I'm going, oh, I need to sort that side yes. down. And then if I can't do that, da, da, da. Yeah. and they're like, I don't have that. I don't have yeah. that. I go, you are so lucky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah that's yeah. Um, that's what Empty. I struggle with. I, my, I'm not good at sleeping. And a lot of that is just the... Me, me too. Me voice too. In my head going. Sometimes I will write stuff down because yeah. I cannot go to sleep. Um, it will just be everything. It will be like, what have I got to do tomorrow? Business, da, 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 all these yeah. ideas. And if I do not write it down, I just yeah. will just continue to think about it. I do that. Yeah. Oh, and um, extractor fan or white noise. Yeah. Yeah. I've got I've got a sleep mask with like flat earbuds so yeah. you can sleep on yeah. it. Oh, that's a good idea. Nice. Yeah. White noises with the calm, with the calm mm. app. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I said by my mum that I, I listen to the calm um, calm app when I go to sleep, and she thought I said the calm, calm app. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know they're going, and then the eight to nine on the A twenty five as you go like sat down. <laughs> Now, now, if you said that to me, I would think you're crazy. That's like, really funny. 
I mean, she might have a nice voice if you pick the right one. <laughs> yeah, like if you could have some sort of like, I don't know, like online, like an audio book of just the A to Z. Yeah. Like, it could be good. It's a bit boring, yeah. yeah. You know that you know, um, traveling in cars, you know why you feel sleepy? It's because it's, it's, it's meant to um, remind you of being back in the womb. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, because you're enclosed, you're warm, you sort of say, yeah, it's got a little bit of movement. A little bit of movement. Yeah. So I much prefer being a passenger than a driver. (laughs) Keep crashing the car because you're not asleep. Yeah, keep riding the car because I just feel I'm in the womb. That's really interesting. So would you take your journaling to your therapist? Would you say, would you show them? Uh, I would do that. We haven't done that. I um, I, I quite often... I quite often... (laughs) Wow. I need to book in some further sessions. Um, Get the straight I do quite often uh, just reread what I've written of the week. And then give them highlights. And, and, and they go, yes, so. But do you also Here's a rundown on top <laughs> yeah. 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 And then do you sort of think, oh, you does it change your opinion? So you go, oh, well, clearly I was thinking that, but actually that's not how I really feel. Do, does it sort of make you change? So I'm saying at the beginning of the week, I'm like, oh, you're, a, I don't know, you're a fat loser. Da, 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 da. But then by the end of the week, you're like, oh, you were just having a bad day. You don't really feel like that. Have, have you, I don't know. Um, has it altered? I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely, I, mean, I definitely, you know, I, I don't sort of go, oh, I probably wasn't feeling that bad then. I go, no, I, that clearly is how I was feeling because that's what I wrote. Yeah. But you, it is amazing how you can see the emotions go up and down, you know, and you remembering the day. And and do you even see that in like those thousand words from when you start? To when, quite a lot of words. To, to when you start to when you finish. Because obviously when you first oh, start, I got, you're yeah. like, oh, I hate myself. <laughs> but actually, at the end of the day, it was actually not that bad. Like, Yeah, everyone's like a little novel. It's like a little yeah. story. But then it came okay at the end. But don't worry, tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. little, the little yeah. boy who could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it is quite often like that. It is quite often uh, me talking myself around to... But come on, like it does calm in yourself. This down. is a bad bit. Oh fuck, this happened. Oh, I feel like this. Blah, blah, blah. But don't worry. Okay, we've won this. We've done this. We've talked about this. Oh, and then by the end, it's like, so come on, mate. We can do this. Run out of pep talk. It becomes a bit more of a pep talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it does often. You're writing your own self help book. Yes, and then it's pumped up. So when so when are these little mini novels coming yeah. out then? Like, yeah, mate, you don't have them. <laughs> no, you don't have them published. If he. I reckon that'd be quite good. You know, like everyone loves a crime drama and stuff like that. They're all like Maybe. All the details. We all shared like Dear Diary that we had when we was like 10. Yeah, years. like Adrian Mole <laughs> did it. So maybe I'll do like, yeah, it might be a good comedy show actually. Mm. Do you, find, do the, you find the diaries of Tom? You use a lot like anything <laughs> yeah. that, well, I guess you, you would do all of your struggles and things. Do you often find that they come to the forefront of your comedy, do you obviously you, you highlight them in terms of like a humour, like defence yeah. mechanism always, but do you find that your struggles are something that you use as a, not a basis, but you know, I don't know, is it because it's so poignant? I know, you, I know what you mean. You no? Know? Uh, yeah, I think I, my shows that I write, I like to have the, the light and the dark and have a point and have a message and a serious tone to them and serious elements. Um, I think what you run the risk of doing is being uh, preachy. Mm. So you, you don't want to preach to an audience. Yeah. But laughter is a really good way of connecting with people and making a message. So I try and have the message and have the serious points, but don't don't overwhelm people. No. Just have, have it there. Yeah. And by making it lighter in tone anyway, kind of A means people can... People open up to it. Yeah, people, yeah. Like you say, open up to it, but also that you can actually... Make fun of it too. Like we're all human. It's natural. Yeah, and it's a natural thing to, yeah. to laugh at it. On that note, 
what would be your passing or leaving comment with us? What would you like viewers to sort of take home? What's your, From best, this. your best advice? Okay. Well, so I, I think the main thing I'd like to say is that um, you don't have to have hit a rock bottom or to have got yourself into um, a situation that is beyond repair for you to take what you're feeling seriously. Sometimes, even if it's just a small feeling or um, um, just a, the tiny start of something about maybe you're not treating yourself very well or there's something to be worked on, that is still valid. And mm. actually catching it before it gets mm. to the extreme totally. is, 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 yeah. is very important. And regardless of your background. So regardless you need to all, you're all valid in how you feel. Agreed. Yes. In a, in, a, in a world that is obsessed with equality, yes, uh, mental totally. health... Is yeah, it very much it it does not discriminate. No. That is a very it, it's a it very, doesn't. That's a great ending point. It is. So Tom's on tour at the moment. I am. Please, yes, please, can you go for it? Like the Price is Right. Can you tell us where where you're where you're touring? I'm, tell us well, I'm everywhere. I'm doing I'm doing fifty six <laughs> days. He's very tired. So fifty six <laughs> days. Fifty six days. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, um. All over the place, yeah. including Ireland, um, and uh, so yeah, up north, down south, Scotland, Wales. Um, and where can people find you? You know, what social? What so Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube. I'm honourabletom.com. Fantastic, perfect. Thank, Thank you so much for joining brilliant. us. Thanks it's for having me. It's been great. It's been brilliant. It's been lovely. And and uh, if here we go. If you would like to send any questions or any stories, we would love to hear them. However, what is the email? We haven't got Mr. Briggs here at the moment. <laughs> it is hello at mentalhealthpodcast.com. Fantastic. I'll see you next time. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs>